Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. Okay, we're talking today about politics, media, and stress. And I can tell you, the last four years have probably been the most stressful time of my life as far as politics is concerned. I've never seen people so crazy over uh, something they really can't control once they're elected. You know, there's not a lot you can do. (laughs) Anyway, the you know, political uncertainty is really challenging, it, regardless of your beliefs or where you might fall, you know, on the, on the political spectrum. But for a lot of people, the transition of power and the rapid speed of change causes stress and anxiety. And it's mostly about anticipation about the political environment and truly, you know, the, the future of whatever nation you live in. And we have an international audience here. So, you know, there, there was an APA Uh, Stress in America survey, um, and it revealed that about 69% of Americans say the future of our nation is, and this is just in the United States, is a significant source of stress, and 62% say they were stressed by the current political environment. So, you know, symptoms of stress can vary from person to person, and we're going to actually go into a lot of those symptoms um, so that you can actually assess whether you're under enormous stress. But, you know, with the combination of, of emotional worry and tension, irritability, then, you know, we tend to have headaches, insomnia, stomach problems as reactions. So as people deal with stress in different ways, and, and so, you know, some are healthy, but many of them are pretty unhealthy. You know, they're, they're just a low to moderate level of stress can positively motivate us to to complete a project or achieve a good a goal, but a lot of stress can negatively affect our emotional and physical health. So high levels of stress are associated with anxiety, depression, fatigue, heart disease, you know, blood pressure. I'm not trying to be the grim reaper here, but I mean, the deal is, is that, you know, stress uh, genetically is the trigger for our exit strategy from life. And if we ignite that gene that turns on uh, our exit strategy, whether it be cancer or heart disease, whatever it is, once it gets going, that thing never stops. Um, you may get it cured by a doctor, but it can come back and likely will come back as that stress gene is exacerbated. You know, that, that APA study um, offered a lot of tips to just try to help people. You know, the, the big deal is stay informed, but know your limits. And that means know what you can control and what you can't control, how you can contribute, how you cannot contribute. But sitting around worrying about things is, is a little bit crazy, especially things that we just simply cannot influence ourselves. And then, you know, what we want to do is find a lot of commonality with others. You know, we come in contact with people every day whose beliefs differ from our own. So if the topic of, of uh, let's say, politics arises, Avoid a heated discussion. Try to identify a commonality with that person and stay with that rather than going into an area where you're going to do battle. 
you know, and, and, and another thing is, and we're going to talk about more remedies here, but, you know, find meaningful ways to get involved in your community. community. So identify issues that are important to you and look around your, your local community and see where you can have a positive influence from your perspective and help other people. You know, uh, share your ideas with elected officials if that's what you want to do locally or even statewide, um, you know. But the other thing is also... Uh, seek solace. You know, I got to tell you, as a Christian, faith-based organizations and other community organizations can really provide you a vital uh, uh, emotional and spiritual support during stressful times. You know, it, it doesn't mean that, that, that you're, you know, politics is not really a part of Christianity. You may think it is based on what you see on TV, but it's not. It's, it's a separate entity and maybe people pray for the president, pray for the government, pray for the leaders or whatever. But, you know, overall, from a, a Christian perspective or even any uh, perspective of any faith, they're usually paying, praying for good things to happen. You know, the other thing is take care of yourself. And that's uh, physically, big time, physically uh, getting exercise is enormously helpful for for getting stress levels out. Plus, the cortisol can can get uh, pushed down, and so you're not trying to eat and eat and eat uh, because that's that's a, what happens when you're under stress. A lot of people will stress eat, or some people won't. They'll go the opposite direction and become very unhealthy from that perspective. But you know, exercise does enormous amounts for your brain. And it does enormous amounts for your body. And the brain is the first to receive that help that, that is, is uh, driven by exercise. You know, just looking at our politics in the United States, it is incredibly de- uh, divisive. And, you know, it's probably going to get worse, um, you know, as we're looking at impeachment and all this crazy stuff. And now we've got the uh, Iraq, Iran thing where the bombing there and the escalation. Then you got North Korea and you got all these crazies out here. It's, it's no wonder the stress of our politics has started to affect the emotional and physical health of, of people. And nearly two out of every five Americans have stated that 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 politics is stressing them out and and. And one in five are sleepless and have had friendships damaged over politics, even relationships, even, you know, uh, uh, committed relationships uh, diversify or get and they just lose each other because they can't talk about certain things. You know, (laughs) things get intense, Uh, you know, when we when we basically are under anticipation that something awful is about to happen. Um, you know, this thing with Nancy Pelosi, by the way, holding this thing, that's just ridiculous because all that's doing is causing a lot of anticipation amongst the population of the United States. It it's causes a lot of stress and anxiety. We don't know where things are going to go. We can predict, but we really don't. And it, it's it's insane uh, to, to think about what that does to people. Of course, people care about their country. Of course, people want to know what, what's going to be going on ahead of us. But, you know, we deserve as, as people to have a Congress and a Senate that has their head on straight. And we don't have that. We've got a, a Congress that's lost its mind and nobody agrees on anything, so nothing really gets done, or if it does, it's so watered down, it's ineffective. You know, and yet they keep raising the budgets because they have to fund all their personal crap. I mean, they're so corrupt, it's crazy. You know, uh, um, more than 10 uh, people, you know, looking at another survey, 
and it's just 800 people. It was a nationwide, very small survey. It was conducted um, just recently. And among the findings, there were one in 10 people felt politics had adversely affected their actual physical health. Ne- ne- nearly a third said they've been driven crazy by the media outlets that promote views contrary to their uh, p- personal beliefs. And it's so sad because I believe when I was younger, and I'm a pretty old guy, um, but you know, when I was younger, I, news was pretty honest, I thought. I mean, they were pretty objective. Um, yes, they were usually more bent on the democratic or liberal perspective, but you know, I feel like they generally gave a fair shot to everybody. But nowadays, it's just commentary. News is commentary. It's not even news. It's not even reality. Most of it's bent on whatever the producer, or the executive producer, or the network owner, whoever's calling the shots there. It's most of it's based on what they dictate. And sadly enough, these people are just mouthpieces uh, to try to to push a view out. And we'll talk about how they corrupt, how the, how corrupt the media is, and how they do it on this show. And I'm I'm going to do it just a little bit. So you know. Three in 10 Americans said they've lost their temper over politics. A quarter of people said that politics led them to hate some people and to think seriously about moving from their community. Um, About 22% said they care too much about who wins and who loses. And about 15% said they wish they would have restrained themselves more in political conversations and the postings that they did online that they now regret. Uh, This this is from... um, This is mirroring the uh, 2017 Stress in America survey, uh, once again, that was conducted by the American Psychological Association. And and that earlier study, the one in Stress in America, two-thirds of America said the future of the nation is very uh, or somewhat significant source of stress. And, And even more than usual stressors like money or work. And more than half said they consider this the lowest point in U.S. history that they can ever remember. And I've got to believe you, I believe that. I believe I would answer that. So, you know, the stress appears to be taking a greater toll on people from the left side of the political spectrum. And, uh, you know, it's it's sad, but that's where the weight of a lot of this anxiety is coming from. But it's also from the Republicans because those guys, you know, they don't want to know the Republicans don't want to lose the president. They don't want they don't want all this upheaval. They see all the manipulation in Congress to try to get this guy impeached. It's absolutely insane to the degree in which they will lie, cheat, and steal, and never take accountability for the things that they did when their administration, the Obama administration, was actually in office. And so, you know, I'm not trying to go from Democrat or Republican. I'm trying to go for healthy. You know, these crazy people need to understand that they affect our health in our country by how they go about all this crazy stuff. And the media... It just exacerbates it, and they love it. And I'll tell you what, I bet you a lot of those stations will be unemployed uh, or way down in profits if they get Donald Trump out of office, I I guarantee you, because he's the very fuel that they use to jump their ratings. You know, um, you have to look at uh, also the fact that as a therapist, I see more stress in the last four years as, as far as people that I've seen in a long time. And the stress is overwhelming. And it's not just in their relationships. It works its way from the outside, worried about the, 
you know, economy, worried about their, are, am I going to have a job if these guys impeach him? You know, are they going to kill our economy and go socialist? And now we're all unemployed and receiving a, a check from the government or whatever Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders want. But, you know, it's crazy out there that all this, these ideas that have not really been modeled or thought through or even really um absolutely done in this country they just throw them out there as if it's it's just let's do that and uh you know no thought it's crazy stuff crazy stuff so if you're gonna be in this political climate you've got to learn how to de-stress and that's what this show is for and so you know these kind of discussions can be heated and toxic and uh you know we've just got to cool it down you know um it's really important for people to be engaged, but it'd be really discerning if people felt so stressed and negatively impacted by political discourse that that they, they disengage from our politics. You know, think carefully about whether to or how you want to participate in a political discussion with friends and loved ones. I am so careful about this. Not not, not that I'm putting myself out. I am putting myself out on a limb, but. Um, you know, if you think your discussion is too emotionally laden, it may not be worth it. And, and maybe, you know, make sure to get enough sleep to eat well, help your body, um, you know, unwind. You know, take breaks from the news. Choose on, the only uh, – watch the news, read news, and engage in discussions about news up until a certain point, and then let go. Let go of it. And make sure you reserve enough time for things that de-stress you, whether it's uh, taking a walk spending time with friends, uh, exercising, enjoying uh, another person's company. You know, these moments of stress-free, enjoyable activities are key to helping yourself against these kinds of stress. And so, um, you know, no matter what your political beliefs or your affiliations, it's safe to say that we're all uh, in a very unique situation. And so, you know, even apolitical people, may experience secondhand stress from the constant exposure and turmoil and arguments between individuals and groups. You know, we do have now a 24 by seven and we've had for many years, 24 by seven news cycle. That's not something that we always had, um, but now that we have it, it's in your face all the time. You know, conversations can be really challenging and, uh, you, know, you may not realize how they affect you. So, you know, th there's some signs that you can look at if that you're overloaded or overwhelmed by uh, political content. And, and some of those is uh, a higher blood pressure than usual. I can guarantee you. I've seen a lot of people with that. Um, weight gain, weight loss, huge. Anxious or worried feelings, drastic mood changes, sleep struggles. You know, if you or someone you know is experiencing these symptoms, you know, they don't ignore it. Go to the doctor. These long-lasting symptoms could take a serious toll on your life. And so, you know, there's ways to de-stress. You know, I'm not a politician, but I certainly want to help my my clients. So if it's important to my clients, it's important to me. So so you know, there's some ways. So be, you know, be aware how much time you spend engaging in content of political content. Um, 
you know, if you wake up and turn on the television to watch morning news, do you, do you listen to radio commentary on, on your commute? Do you follow politicians um, on Twitter or social feeds? So think about this: how this content really makes you feel when you're consuming it. And if it makes you feel anxious or depressed, figure out from what sources you can cut that intake of, of information from. And so spend time engaging with political content should feel like quality time. And so uh, you want a fact-based, reputable primary source, um, you know, and, and I'm not sure what you would consider that to be anymore because I don't think there is that much of that out there. But, you know, try to be mindful of getting it in a, a clear and, and uh, a decent perspective. Also, you know, be mindful of where you're at. You know, do you talk about politics at home, at work, with friends? You know, if you're educating or sharing thoughts on certain political topics, it may promote um, engaged citizenship and it also could promote a battle uh, that could cause a lot of disruption, especially if it's in the work environment. It's hard to go to work with people that have a diverse perspective from you. So politics is something that you really have to be mindful if you're going to share your views out there. You know, um, also, you know, children, children are having a really hard time because they're seeing their parents be all stressed out. They're really having a hard time understanding what's going on out there in the political climate. You know, if you sense your child is 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 someone that's struggling, it may be a great opportunity to have a, an engaging, balanced conversation about current events. And if you're biased and hateful, I don't think that's going to be a constructive conversation. It should be a health-based conversation. You know, um, remember, never, you know, don't make assumptions about other people, even, even your friends or your family. They may not think or feel the way you do. So when you start a political discussion, potentially it's going to cause tension and bring up a lot of uncomfortable things. Even for like-minded people, a politically engaged individuals um, may be more extreme than what you are. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk a little bit more about how to cope, and then we're going to talk about how the media screws everything up. Come back. <laughs> Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. 
All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about uh, stress, the media, politics. Ah. I just want to throw it all out the door. Oh, wow. So, you know, you got to be open to learning about other people's points of view because, you know, the reasons why people feel the way they do about certain things, you know, and and someone may not know why uh, someone is the way they are or they're bent on a perspective until you learn. And we can learn from each other if we have our, our differences. And that's the beautiful thing is if we have our differences, we come from different perspectives and we should be asking questions of each other politely. You know, try to uh, be familiar with where they've gotten their information and anticipate differences in your opinions and and. You know, as opposed to assuming those close to you think the same way you do, you can prepare yourself for tough conversations. But the biggest thing you've got to know is how to validate. And that doesn't mean you agree. But validation is very important in political discussions. Okay, I understand. So what you think is this, this, this. I get it. All right, I hear what you're saying. So what you're telling me is blah, 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 you know, and that's a very important thing to do because what that allows you is the ability to at least say, I respect your, your point of view. And, and then uh, you can be able to listen to each other and, and, you know, clearly be adults and have a good discussion. So if you're going to throw yourself into something like that, be ready to validate, even if you think they're absolutely insane. And the other thing is you got to step away. Uh, if things make you uncomfortable, you've got to have boundaries. Make sure you understand, i got to step away. This is stressing me out just being in this conversation. And, you know, maybe there's something to do. Maybe there's some uh, a meeting you've got to go to, something that can help you get away and not completely stress out your, your mental, mental state. You know, and you also want to self-assess your interests. If you want to be more politically active or engaged or proactive, 
you you probably should be really cognizant of the physical and mental health effects it has on your body and what your motivation is to get engaged. You know, I don't, me personally, I don't listen to much news anymore because I can't trust it. But, you know, the bottom line is if I do, I do it in very small doses and, and just, you know, half hour, an hour if I'm going to listen just take it in and then move on. You know, there's a lot of research that uh, political clim- climate takes serious toll on your well-being. And, um, you know, create a, if you're going to do this thing where you have to plug into politics, create a media routine and stick to it. You know, um, it, they also listen to other people. If they're saying, man, you, you're spending too much time with this stuff, listen to them. <laughs> Find a way to measure how much you're going to take in and be, you know, if you're going to be a spectator, be a participant, not a spectator. You know, if we're only inundated with what we hear and do nothing with it to try to help other people, then, you know, what's it worth for you to sit around listening to all that crap? Don't do it. You know, um, maybe you should opt for like a news free morning, you know, where you don't watch morning news and that no longer influences how you see the world that day. You know, who wants to start their day with something negative? You know, the other thing is understand, try to understand, know why people see the way they see things and focus on what you can control, not what you can't control. And so, you know, if you look at the environment, where can I influence it and and what can I do with that? All right, let's look at the media. Now, here's a media, you know, the media creates a diversion and that's their favorite strategy. And it's important information. You know, it, it isn't noticed amongst a huge number of, of smaller stories. But the internet, the internet really doesn't solve our problems these days. We constantly switch our attention to pictures and jokes. You know, the only difference is that today we have at least a choice. You, you can easily filter the information if you want to receive uh, or avoid unimportant information. So sometimes an imaginary or exaggerated problem causes a lot of, of reactions. And so, uh, you know, uh, in order to form a certain opinion, you know, you can publish materials on a topic gradually. And this strategy is used to form an Im- image of a person or a product or an event. For example, in the media in different countries, only certain food brands are mentioned. So the brightest example of using the media promotion is probably like, um, you know, smoking in the middle of the 20th century. That heavily influenced people to continue smoking after the war because that's when many people picked it up and just pushed on through. And, and also, you know, they, they uh, convince people the media is dying to make it hard or uh, uh, make people make unpopular decisions. And, and it can present them as painful, but absolutely necessary. And then they tell people that these decisions need to be made tomorrow, not today. So, you know, future sacrifices are e- easier than the ones you make today. So look what Congress did. Now they push, 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 let's do this impeachment. Push, 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 we have to have it. He could do it again. Oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi sits on it. What was that about? That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> it's just like they just lied. <laughs> and guess who pushed them to do it? The media, because they want as much time and effort put into all these dramas 
and the, these uh, spectacles that they create to keep people watching and listening. You know, news and emotions always go together. There's nothing good about it. Emotions don't let you perceive facts critically and objectively. They block the rationale part of your mind. And so this leads to a, basically a distortion of reality. And, you know, it's called information warfare. And it's it's not forgotten, but it's actually often used. And so people all over the world try to figure out how to steer clear of it. But the media and the government can manipulate a society if the society doesn't understand the techniques. And, and this is what happens due to a lack of education. You know, um, uh, the media is totally content to tell people that it's cool to be stupid or vulgar or rude. And that's why we have so many TV shows, sitcoms, movies, sequels, prequels tabloids, so on. that They're not just for recreational purposes, but they're also switching attention away from really serious issues. You know, the point of the strategy is to make people blame themselves for local and global problems. People blame themselves for war that were started by governments and not them. You know, um, the media often tries to know everything about everyone, but it often crosses the line. And so, um, you know, people... <laughs> wiretap they they record when nobody's knows they're recording um but the biggest thing that they really like to do is is create guilt by association and and all that is necessary to destroy a person's character publicly is to take that person and overtly and covertly associate them to something the masses will reject never mind if it's true or not simply a question to question it or make the association is significant. And the media does that in spades. You know, um, there's a, uh, you know, a lot, another very typical way of using this same tactic is, is to connect, even if it's through, uh, you know, another strategy, the person to some law-breaking or shady or person or organization or action, even if it's not true, it will leave a dark cloud of doubt in the mind of the person receiving the information. And that's why slander is so effective in destroying enemies. The media will never come out and admit that they do this, but they are accountable to no one, much like some sort of immaculate narcissistic god that they think they are. And, and you know... They just add just a, this, this other thing. They, they put just a little bit of poison in the water. You know, the next way that the media tries to manipulate minds is through uh, uh, verisimilitude. Now, that's a, that's a mouthful, but it means that something is very similar to something else. And so it's mixing a little, little bit of a lie with a little bit of truth. And you, over time, you ingest it, mix it, a small amount. Uh, with it and take it just consistently, gradually over time in these small doses of information that they give us. And then eventually we align with them or uh, we'll at least sit around and listen to their perspective and try to build a case on it. You know, the, <laughs> all the media has to do to destroy someone is to slowly administer, just like what they've done with Trump, slowly administer lies about a person mixed in with good things and eventually they destroy their enemy and they come out looking like they're all wonderful, nice people. The other thing they like to do is make things as, as funny or, or comical as possible. So, you know, uh, they make people look like a clown. 
uh, by how they represent them. And, and they could take an influential leader like uh, when, say, Trump went over to overseas and uh, they basically, basically they record conversations and show video of all these leaders getting together talking about him. And uh, that's how they make him look bad. So now they're getting an outside in perspective on on uh, Trump. And so they typically monkey that around and create a lot of mischief with that kind of stuff. And it's just a waste of life. Um, you know, photos that show the bad side of someone or how they look when they're, you know, taking a picture, the worst possible picture that they can get. Um, you know, they media loves to portray people as stupid and psychotic. And so you can sometimes see this approach when when uh, uh, if, when they use a, you know, purposely use a photo like something cross eyed or something bizarre. You know, they, they choose those photos photos to make the person look their worst. And so when their favorite persons are put on that page, they, they're shown in a, a hero stance and it makes them feel the best. No, it, it's just not true. And it's sad. You know, they make people look like crap and they don't let the public get a really good uh, objective picture of what's really happening. And also they use the famous sandwiching technique. You know, they make a technique by building self-esteem in people, then they correct them. And then they give them another positive. So it's using a positive reinforcement of an individual before and after you've shared a, a an area that they're challenged at. So this assures them that you still like them, you still respect them, but it makes your message easier for them to accept. So when you take th that same technique and switch it around, you basically, um, in between two negative pieces of information, it, it, um the positive is put in the middle and that becomes destructive. So they can come out looking objective, but, uh, you know, while they're destroying their enemy with maybe the negative and a positive and a negative or a positive, negative and a negative, they're, they're giving people a signal that my message is safe. And it's not, it's not. Um, the, the other thing is they love to put experts, cons of experts, journalists, intellectuals are chosen from all kinds of crazy backgrounds, but those people also have perspectives that may be different and they may have information that is different or they may have been um, harmed or they may have been fired from a job or something like that where, the, where they're, they're influenced by that perspective. And so they don't give us an objective perspective. So, you know, oftentimes what they do is they just tout the a political line. You know, the, it's amazing how much people will just go right back to the political line that has been developed by different parties. And then there's labeling. Um, you know, it's 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 amazing that you hear words like, uh, especially in these days, it's just amazing to hear Nazi. Wow. Really? Nazi. I mean, I know there's Nazis out there. Yes, there's people that believe in that kind of stuff. But are they the vast majority of people? And are they really, truly uh, labeling someone as that that is really that? I mean, that's kind of extreme and kind of weird, um, but actually that's what people do. They, or they use racist or a, a phobe or a pinhead. But, it, you know, the other thing is um, they, they, uh, they call them irre irrelevant or killers or, or whatever. I mean, we actually hear politicians using these words now, not just on the media, but actually politicians out there, adults saying this kind of stuff, labeling people like that. Where do they get it? The media. 
Of course. And so, you know, uh, if if you really consider all that, you know, I would turn it off personally because if you have to hear that kind of craziness, that person is not worth listening to. You know, the bottom line is um, we're in the days of microaggressions and not just full-blown aggressions. And microaggressions are people oftentimes that are older that have heard uh, and said things over the years the same way like Joe Biden does. Um, and so their words are really weird uh, to us. And so it's kind of looked at as through a microaggression as, man, what are you talking about? You know, are, do you really feel this way about certain people or do you really feel this way about certain people? Because it makes you wonder. And so what the media does is he takes those little microaggressions and throws the full bone label onto somebody that may not have acculturated to the culture that we're in with the millennials and all that stuff. They may not be completely evolved to the time and day we live in because they're older and maybe they have not had to do that. But all of a sudden, we start to label them with all these horrible, mean labels. And also, you know, the media believes that if it repeats, repeats, repeats information, it becomes true. And, and so, uh, you know, <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. So, you know, mass hysteria can be created by repeatedly reporting the dangers of something um, and, and as if it's going to take over the government or take over the world. But that's what the media loves to do. And, and I, they also um, they make a, they often make bad people like Adam Schiff look like he's a god, and then somebody that's doing something uh, constructive uh, like they're the devil, like Lindsey Graham. You know, he's actually tries to get things done out there. It's pretty amazing, and I know there's a lot of Democrats that could get things done if they didn't herd together like like this mass hysteria as a party. You know, I, I just wish they would get it together. It's not the Democratic Party I grew up with. It's kind of sad. Um, they've kind of forced everybody into a corner. Uh, you better decide or not decide about us, but they don't even know what they want. Um, even my grandmother, who, who was definitely a Democrat, would be very ashamed of this Democratic Party. All right. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about how stress affects us and how we get through it as a human being. So we're going to isolate into the effects of stress and how to get through it. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? 
you're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So we're talking about stress, politics, and media, our corrupt media. Um, it's amazing. You know, you know the, the, if you look at work, work alone, uh, intensified workload, especially if it's in an, in an area that you're unfamiliar with, or if you feel like other people know more than you, um, can really cause a lot of stress also. So not only do we take in stuff from outside the world, we worry about, you know, is the economy going to sustain us to be able to work? Um, are the businesses going to be able to thrive based on a change in administration or change in direction? Um, what's going to happen? And you know what? We don't know. It all depends on... If this country, at least the United States, takes a grip on politics and calms all this crap down, but people have to vote. You know, it's important um, to, to, you know, people that look for perfection, especially if they're interested in politics and they're interested in media. Well, if you if you're looking for perfection, you're definitely never going to get that in politics because co- politics is inherently meant to, for compromise. Though what is stressful is that's exactly what's not happening in our political arenas, and so uh, you know also we tend to be uh, very team driven. A lot of people in in the world love sports, and so they you know they obsess about competitions and sports. Well, we do that in politics too, and now they've taken that that hysteria for their teams that 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 incredible energy that they feel when their teams are playing and winning um and they've moved that into the political arena and that's happening out there like crazy and so um there's a lot of difficulty between you know balancing our work balancing our personal life balancing our family life but we have to understand that in this political arena we're in we're out there actually uh operating uh as if it's a sport and so we pull all this fake media in and they just play it like a symphony. And, and we're not in a sport. Politics is about real life people and it affects people. And what the decisions they make need to be real and something that 
people can receive and see it and feel it and touch it and know it's there. And that's important, but that's not what's happening. Now we're just having how do we win mentality in our politics and winning does not necessarily help people. And so, you know, it's sad, but that's the mentality. And that's why people are stressed out is because we are basically watching a game, a sport, rather than watching our government truly work. Even this Iran thing, even the bombing of this crazy general or blowing him up, that guy needed to go probably more than Osama bin Laden. But what happens on the media? They come back and start uh, validating the guy as if he's a hero. Crazy. And then saying we're at war. Well, we're not at war and he's not a hero and probably the right thing was done. But amazingly, people go into the sport. How do we win? How do we take this information and win? Well, that's that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. But that's how people are viewing it. They, they're basically playing into people's instinct to want to win. And so they, in turn, operate as if they want to win. These channels, these, these commentators, the, the news media, they all just want to win. That's it. The politicians, they want to win. They want to win the ratings. They want to win the elections. They don't care about the decisions. And so this is a major change in people's values and their social standards. And so it, it really, that stress just touches everybody. And it comes through a lot of, of, of other sources too, um, you know, psychological, physical, emotional, financial, marriage, if you, if you don't cherish your wife and and uh, respect your husband, you're going to find yourself having a terrible marriage. If you can't be honest with each other, you're going to have a terrible marriage. If you're going to do things that self-destruct, you're going to have a terrible marriage. So, you you know, if you don't take care of the things that take care of you, uh, they will come back on you and turn on you. And so, you know, some people are too stressed out to heal. And so stressed out people tend to be defensive and that's their coping skill so what they tend to do is reject other people's perspective rather than listen stressed out people have very little capacity because they're living in fear and when we live in fear we're operating off our brainstem which is our lizard brain and basically that lizard brain is sitting there and it's uh, fear-based so it's either fight or flight and and so if we're going to operate in fear all the time looking to the future, predicting the future, following the media to see what they're dragging out to try to get ratings. Um, You know, (laughs) what you're doing is you're setting yourself up and training that brain, which is a muscle, into a big wad of worries. And that causes stress. And so what happens? Well, we get sleep disorders. We get muscular tension. We get digestive disorders. We get a lot of irritability. A lot of agitation, a lot of just hopelessness and depression, a lot of anxiety, uh, even panic attacks. I'm seeing more of that, you know, burnout. I'm just sick of it, you know, (laughs) increased isolation. Then there's relationship problems because you're disconnected and caught up in your brain. But here's the meaning of life. It's so simple. Be present. Be in the moment you're in with the people that you're in. Just be present. If you can do that and not live in the future and not in the past, but in the present, it's a little thing called existentialism. If you can be there, that's where you create a meaningful life. And you got to come back to being 
fully present. And if you can anchor yourself on the present rather than the past, rather than the future, you're going to have a lot less stress because you can't control the future and you certainly can't control the past, but you can control how you're perceiving yourself in the moment and how you're perceiving another person. And guess what? When you're fully present, you have this little magical sixth sense called intuition, and it helps you read and come and, uh, and come deeper to connecting to another person because that intuition observes nonverbal and verbal and tone and all kinds of things that's able to help them read that other person and how, how, how can they reach that other person and help them maybe even just have a deeper conversation with that people. You know, that's another thing that we don't do in this society very much. We have a lot of arguments, but we don't have a lot of conversations. And conversations mean we're gathering information from two knowledgeable, respectful people who may have different perceptions of the truth. And the truth is, there is no truth. (laughs) It's whatever one person's truth is compared to another, whatever one network's truth is over another, whatever another politician's truth over another person. It's amazing, but if you think about it, that those those truths, if you try to fight another person's perception without hearing it and without understanding it and without ever knowing where they're gathering that information, if you don't take that time to do that, you're going to cut off that person and you're not going to be present to hear them. You know, as a therapist, I hear all kinds of perspectives all day long, every day. But the goal is healthy. What's healthy for you? And how can we get healthy for you with your perspectives? Not trying to change your perspectives, but how can we match up your perspective and see how we can make your life a little bit less stressful? And that would be, from a therapist's perspective, that would be the goal, and that's the only goal. Same thing with a marriage, how to get it back on track. No matter what the points of view of two different people, can we just get them to hear each other? If I can hear them, can you? Can, can, can't you? That's your spouse. Can't you try to hear your spouse for once and for all? You know, a lot of people lose self-esteem and self-love. And, and you know, self-esteem, the reason we lose self-esteem is because we don't say no to things that hurt us, like alcohol or drugs or whatever we turn to to deaden all the stress. Instead of just getting a, a decent medication, if you, if you could do that, or actually exercising every day of your life uh, for 20 minutes, um, you know, basically my, what might happen is you would balance out. But unfortunately, a lot of people are too proud to seek help or too proud or too lazy to exercise. And so what they do is they just sit in their head. And they start making impulsive decisions and they think nobody sees it, but they do, especially their family. And the bottom line is they're, they're, they're stressing everybody out and their self-esteem goes down because now they're viewing themselves through everybody else and how they're being judged based on how they're coping. And bottom line comes down to, okay, what can I control and what can I not control? Self-love is learning how to say no to the things that hurt you. That's all it is. It's no to the things that destroy your life, that destroy your integrity. Don't lose your integrity. Now, managing stress. You know, we all react differently. There's not only the right way, but every person has to find a method that suits them. You know, recognize the type of events that cause you stress. Is That's the big one. 
Be attentive to the symptoms of stress and take note of the things that affect you the most. Figure out the problem, and when you identify it, it's easier to face it. Talk about your problems with people who you trust, and if you don't trust anybody, at least go to a therapist where it is confidential. You know, um, recognize, uh, figure out what is the problem, you know, uh, talk to people, express your feelings, your stress will be reduced. Don't hesitate to consult a professional if you feel the need. You know, get informed about stress management techniques. You can consult with a health professional, help you read books on the topic. You know, release tension through exercise. Exercise, cardio, cardio, cardio. Discuss your issues with with, uh, your colleagues. They may be able to help you find strategies to reduce your level of stress if it's uh, regarding your workload. You know, and, and learn to delegate and establish priorities. That's huge. And, and, and so many people are hard on themselves and have this negative dialogue about themselves. I, and finding the root of that is a real challenge. And I would suggest if you're so hard on yourself, uh, understand that some things in life, you can only be good enough, not perfect, especially a marriage especially a child, especially sometimes uh, work that involves other people. Um, You know, if you're going to have to compromise, you're going to have to compromise. And so, you know, stress is a problem that is in our society is in so many ways. It can manifest itself in the office, in the home, in our relationships. But we have to identify where are the areas that stress us out and how our reaction is and how does it affect our loved ones that's huge so you know if you look at what the ailments are and we talked about it earlier a big one is mental disorders but then there's heart disease uh, intestinal ailments infections because our immune system gets weakened by stress and so um you know, the insomnia is if you can't sleep, you're going to be stressed out. If you, you, A lot of people have sex problems because they're stressed out. Um, you know, so, you know, what we have to do is manage the stress, prevent it from growing, and, and, and recognize how the problem is exactly uh, coming about. What is the process that has created this problem? And, and then... Learn to breathe because stress, people that are under stress don't breathe. If you can simply open your mouth and breathe, you're getting at least about 23% oxygen. That's what the brain needs to function. And so if you're going to allow the brain to function, you have to feed it oxygen. But people that are stressed out clench their teeth, breathe through their nose. They only breathe through one nostril at a time. So they have boogers in the other one. And so because it's all dried up. And so the bottom line is people, every four hours, it flips back and forth. You're you're getting a straw's worth of oxygen when you're stressed out and clenching your teeth. So unclench your teeth, drink some water, which has 86% oxygen, and let your organs restore themselves. Because if they don't, they don't have the oxygen because the brain steals it when it's, when it's stressed out because uh, you're not breathing enough. And so bottom line is oxygen, oxygen, oxygen. That's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can do that through our webpage on voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, politicians and diapers have a lot in common. They should both be changed regularly and for the same reason. <laughs> also remember, one idiot is an idiot. 
But 10,000 idiots is a political party. Also, remember, politics is show business for ugly people. And if you can't convince them, confuse them. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 